Hi, thank you for joining us today. We have decided that today we're going to talk about hospital food. Boo. So uh, I have a couple of different things here. Number one, I've been super shocked by what I've seen in the hospital. A loved one was in the hospital recently for several days. And um, she told the staff that she eats a vegan diet. And they brought her sausage biscuit for breakfast. <laughs> and she sent it back and said, no, I'm, I'm vegan. So they brought her a biscuit covered in gravy. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Wait a stinking minute. So then when she told them, no, I, you know, I, I eat vegan. I want fruits and vegetables. They said, we can't accommodate your strict uh, diet. Like, wait, <laughs> this is a hospital, a place of healing, right? Place of healing in quotes. And they're giving her biscuits for breakfast. <laughs> and when she asks for fruits and vegetables, they can't accommodate her. Wow. But in the world, we were completely shocked. We were completely shocked. So my husband went somewhere um, to purchase lunch and, and bring her lunch back to her because breakfast was definitely tossed out and then they said they couldn't help couldn't help her with her restrictions so then she moved to a different hospital and the first thing they did is meet with her to discuss her uh her strict regimen that the other hospital had told them and they said oh we can help you with that and so they they were definitely better than the first hospital but breakfast would be like a box of raisins and two cartons of orange juice (laughs) And so, wow, to me, it sounds like they're just trying to give people diabetes. You know, the breakfast, sausage biscuit, diabetes, hello, sausage gravy, or biscuit with gravy, diabetes, hello, or colon cancer, right? And then the orange juice and the raisins. And she actually, this this person actually told the nurse, you know, my my daughter-in-law would say I shouldn't drink this orange juice that is bad for my blood sugar. And so she told them and she actually sent back, she, I think she kept one and sent the other one back, but she was definitely not going to have one, have both of them. Anyway, I was just so, so shocked this day and age that that is what we're serving people and saying they can't accommodate. They can't accommodate. This is one of the largest, it might be the largest trauma center. No, that has to be, one in Atlanta. Anyway, it's, it's a huge trauma center here, too. And so to be that big, and I was just so disappointed and shocked. Like, and I have to go back. I know I haven't let you talk yet. Um, 20, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, um, my husband had appendicitis. He had have uh, emergency appendectomy. And the next day, he was really craving chicken fingers. So I went to Zaxby's and got chicken fingers and fries you know they have those like spicy fries was it zaxby's no 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 it might have been arby's i think it was arby's did does arby's have chicken fingers yeah i think so i don't know i haven't eaten I there have so the long. <laughs> somewhere i went and got spicy curly <laughs> fries and fried chicken fingers it doesn't matter where i went and i remember getting in the elevator and smelling up the whole elevator with this fried chicken finger that's what i took him so the day after his appendectomy, wow. no one said anything to us. Yeah. 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 Which that was probably, 
what created the appendectomy. <laughs> yeah, probably so. So I was doing what the hospitals are doing today. They are feeding you what is feeding your cancer. Um, it's the, I, still, I have one more thing to say, and I promise I'll let you talk. Oh. Um, Chris, Chris Work, for any of you listening, if you haven't um, heard Chris Work talk before, um, Chris Work had um, colon cancer when he was in college really sick, stage three. They were going to go in and have an emergency um, surgery and a plan for him. And he went in to have the surgery. And then he had a light bulb moment and said, you know, he asked him about food. And the doctors were like, what are you talking about food? Food has nothing to do with this. And I think he may have even had the surgery. And the next day they were serving him cheeseburgers or something. I don't remember. Whatever it was, he had this light bulb moment that food has something to do with this. And so he completely changes his diet. He now has a program called Square One. You can Google it. But it's all about helping clients with cancer reverse their cancer through food. And um, it was all sparked by the horrible food they were feeding him in the hospital. That he's, you know, he he says, you know, they're feeding you the foods that got you there in the first place, and uh, it's so true. It's so true. So now I will let you talk. <laughs> what do you have to say about hospital food, Daniel? Well, on that note, Jennifer, about feeding the foods that got you there. My dad, when he was alive, had a heart attack, and <clears throat> why do they feed him? Breakfast was eggs and milk and bacon. Lunch was uh, <laughs> Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes with butter, dairy, jello. I'm like, what in the, I mean, come on. And this is what gets me. The stuff me, you and I teach, like the plant-based diet, there's so much evidence. It's like, it's undeniable evidence. And Right. right. Yeah. Where were the fruits and vegetables and what they gave your dad? You know, he yeah. just had a heart attack. He needs foods for healing. He yeah. needs foods to help with circulation. It's like, what? And these are licensed dietitians who yeah. work in the hospital, yeah. right? And this is what they anything. give you. <laughs> I went through a dietetics program. We we didn't have one class talking about how food affects health. It was all a bunch of mumbo jumbo to work with, to work within the hospital system. I mean, it promotes illness. I mean, look, if they, don't, if they don't fill the beds, they don't make money. I mean, it's just the way our system is now. And I know we taught it, but we need reform. We need reform so bad in this country. Right. Healthcare reform. Yeah. In my classes, the only thing we really talked about as far as food and health, we would talk about like a deficiency that created pellagra or a deficiency oh, yeah. that created rickets. Yeah, yeah. Scurvy. Um, or protein deficiency. And so I would like to ask you right now, how many people have you met? I'm sure you've met tons of people or read about have had rickets or pellagra or scurvy or protein deficiency, because that's what we're studying in school. How many people have this? How many of those people are you able to help because of the knowledge that you learned? Zero. And not to mention those that doesn't... (laughs) That doesn't happen in a world that, that happens in countries with starvation. Nobody's starving in America. I mean, not, I mean, most people aren't starving. Yeah. They're starving, but in the wrong way. Yes. Yes. Pro, and protein deficiency. I don't even think there's any on record. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had one study I saw on protein deficiency and it was someone can't remember what it was. It was someone who was so seriously ill. 
that they had a protein deficiency. I can't remember what it was, but it was someone who was already critically ill. Yeah. They couldn't absorb nutrients. Right. Um, and so that was, that's the only study I ever saw in somebody with protein deficiency. However, anyone you talk to, they ask me, I need, and they tell you, I need my protein. I can't get oh. enough protein. But then where, where is the protein deficient person? They're not showing up in the hospitals. Anyway. Back to hospital food, hospital food. And so it just makes me so sick, so, so sick. How many studies are there out there that tell us um, about the health benefits of eating fruits and vegetables? Thousands, thousands. Probably countless, yes. So how how could that not be what they're serving you in the hospital? It's criminal neglect is what it is. It is. Why is the fruit a box of raisins? (laughs) <laughs> because, hospital budget maybe i don't know yeah but yeah. look she'd ask for a banana and she would get a banana oh well. and sometimes they would bring i think they brought some sliced oranges maybe yeah but that was it and not to mention they didn't well my dad not only did they feed him crap in the hospital but they didn't mention anything about your diet and your heart they say, take this cholesterol pill, take this blood thinner. And also, it's a cookie cutter system. Heart attacks, you get you get a cholesterol pill, a blood pressure pill, a blood thinner. And that's why they send you home. Everybody gets the same treatment and no dietary education. And if they do get dietary education, it's usually from a dietitian. And there are very few dietitians teaching a plant-based diet. There's some now, but most of them are teaching... Your four basic food groups, you had to have your proteins and your dairy and your your fruits and vegetables and whole grains. So, and that's not going to do you any favors, especially if it comes to your uh, vascular health. <laughs> right, right, right. I I don't know anyone except some clients who had Crohn's disease or celiac who've ever been given nutritional advice. And that being said, um, this person who's in the hospital told them that she needed a gluten-free diet and they couldn't accommodate. And so we know celiac disease is real. It's a real disease. We know that people with celiac disease can be hospitalized. What do they serve these people? Celiac disease, you can't have gluten at all. You can't have gluten. And yet the hospital cannot serve you gluten-free food. So what do they eat? We know the problem with gluten sensitivity is it is not accepted by the medical field. Even Dr. Michael Greger doesn't, He's got. He's basically saying he doesn't believe there's a such thing as gluten sensitivity, but there's so many right. people that have it, and there's a lot of people who have cut gluten out, and they get better. Right. Right. But that's anecdotal. <laughs> like yeah. oh, whatever, whatever. Right. You know? Right. Well, this is a disease that actually is caused from gluten, oh, yeah. and and they can't give you gluten. So you're telling me they see. They, you're telling me that they feed celiac patients gluten in the hospital? Well, they'd have to if they can't accommodate a gluten-free diet. Oh, my God. Right. 
Right. Well, that's what I said. I said, well, I can't have gluten. I said, so what would happen if I was hospitalized? I can't eat the biscuit or the gravy or the sandwich. I'm not drinking the orange juice and eating the raisins. You, you know, a good family member. Somebody, food. Right. Which is what we would do. We, we, we kept taking her food. Yeah. So we would take a breakfast bowl with fruit. We would take soups. Yeah, we even so there are even some frozen meals that you can buy in the grocery store that are whole food plant based. So we even oh. had those and they had a little fridge there at the the place and so we could put foods in there. But it's like why is this so difficult for a hospital to have these foods? <laughs> and I'm sure the nurses and doctors probably scoffed at you like, "Oh, we're being difficult." Yes. These food, these food people thinking that food has something to do with health. <laughs> yes, I actually thought I was gonna get in trouble by saying, "No, no, we're not gonna eat that." You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She needs to eat something different. So I really thought that I was gonna get in trouble for that. <laughs> Any, anyway, so I did go when I was in culinary art school. We did go to the hospital to to tour the kitchen. And they, we did talk about different plans for someone who is uh, maybe had a kidney transplant or somebody who was on dialysis and they had to have special diets for those people, but they were not healthy. They weren't healthy. It was just restricting some of the, some of the foods for those people, but we still didn't serve healthy meals to those people, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. While I was in dietetics program, um, when we came to the section of somebody who was that had kidney disease, you're you're gonna love this. We were told to feed people with kidney disease butter balls. Oh, okay. <laughs> because they can't tolerate. They said they can't tolerate. They cannot tolerate potassium rich foods. Right. So they wouldn't give me any fruits and vegetables. It would be just butter and sugar. So oh, that won't awful. clog up your. So we got we have kidney problems, but you're telling me the butter will not affect their tiny capillaries in their kidneys. Yeah. I mean, we got to do better yeah. than this, you know. Right. Well, for Crohn's disease, it's it's milk. You need to drink milk. So um, yes, I had a client who had Crohn's disease, and they kept telling her to drink milkshakes because milk is coating and soothing. Yes. But Crohn's disease is an autoimmune disease that is strongly connected to uh, casein or whey allergy. And so <laughs> it may be soothing to you right now in this minute, but it's going to set you right back up for another surgery. You're going to be hospitalized again, unfortunately. Oh, man. It's just, you can't make this stuff up. No, no. It's just a vicious cycle. It makes you wonder who makes up all these hospital policies, who's in charge of the food, who who decides yes. what these people get to eat. I mean, it's, uh, do you think it's the pharmaceutical companies? <laughs> well, I think fast food chains are usually in a lot of hospitals. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, so there's usually a, a, hosp- a uh, fast food connected to it. I know it was a really big deal. I think PCRM came here to Macon because McDonald's was in here and it was a really big deal. You know, PCRM is 
is national. So it was big news. So they came here to Macon, Georgia to have the hospital get rid of the McDonald's in the hospital. And uh, wow. they did. They did. Wow. I know um, when I had another family member in Emory and everyone told me that they had a fabulous setup there at Emory. You know, they have these salad bars and it was just so easy to, uh, I don't know where they served the patients, but the, uh, the visitors could go through the line there and get, make fabulous meals. And so uh, it was very wow. healthy there at, at Emory. And then I've also heard, and I can't remember if it was New York or California, but one of them, it may be New York because their mayor is plant-based, isn't it? Yes. The mayor? yes. Yeah. And so one of them, they now um, are required to have a plant-based option in the hospitals. And so it's not a plant-based hospital, but they have to offer a plant-based option is required. So I think that's great. And so we, maybe we are making changes. I was also thinking that in New York, not related to hospitals, but some, one of the school systems has a uh, plant-based days and more plant-based options than one of the school systems, which I think is so amazing as well. That is so far from what the kids are eating here. The kids here where I live are nowhere even close to plant-based yeah, the future is starting to look brighter, like you're saying. I'm, I'm hearing that they are trying to implement plant-based in some of the schools and hospitals. Mm-hmm. Yes. There are also some medical schools now are starting to int- are starting to introduce plant-based nutrition classes. Oh, fabulous. I don't know if it's elective or not, but um, mm-hmm. but they are starting to teach these doctors about plant-based nutrition. Yeah, good, good. So it's definitely making a change. Yes. Yeah, so if you go to the hospital, be prepared to have someone bring you your food. Yes. For sure. For sure. Because the foods that they're feeding you, they're just going to lead to the, what whatever brought you into there. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. You can bring your blender and juicer with you if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I need a travel size. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us today. If you have an experience with hospital food that you would like to share with us, we would love to hear it. We love to hear from our fans. So please comment, share, let us know what else you would like to hear on the next podcast. Thanks for joining us today.